Hello, everyone. Welcome to Brain that Candy was, like, Podcast. So new. For yes. <laughs> episode 451. How's Sarah today? Hmm. Well, I'm looking out my window right now, and somebody just drove by with a surfboard on the top of their car, and I'm like jealous that I'm yeah. not living that life. I don't know, though. But... Those guys always seem like losers. <laughs> well, you know. But it would yeah. be fun to surf right about now. Yeah. There's always the wetsuit, like, slung over the apartment that, like, also has, like, the least cared for succulents that are, like, half exactly. dead in the front. And, like, sometimes, like, remnants of, like, a, a kager from, like, <laughs> kager. Or, like, you know, months and months ago. Maybe, like, yeah, there's always that. Like, a pizza ever, box that still needs to go to recycling. Have you ever been to a kager? No. I don't. Well, No. What about when like, you were in what's college? the definition? Is that when Susie? I was in college as an adult. I went. I was like, I went to school part time, starting from the time I was seventeen, all the way through. I always went to school part time because I was always working full time because I really, really wanted to live on my own, and so I like you know, part timed it. And so then what does that mean? Show, you don't go to keggers. No, but like when you're in junior college and you're a, a you're at a, a, a what do they call them? Tr- uh, tr- well, uh, what the heck is that word? Where you like come in? You like like you go Commuter? there to the kind of school commuter school? Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. I was like transient school. That's not okay. <laughs> oh, like, what kind of school is this? Oh, my brain. That would be it's not working today. Um, yeah, so commuter <clears throat> school and like nobody like hung out and. And no, I went I to, know. like, night classes, yeah. so, like, nobody was, like, hey. It wasn't, like, the frat guys. No, it was I know. I had, the same, I had the same type of situation, so I never yeah. really experienced that. But apparently yeah. that's, like, a rite of passage we missed out on. That's why we went on the challenge, maybe. Uh, 100% it is. And that's kind of, like, the what I got. And I did my first keg stand <laughs> at, a, oh at the USC-UCLA game, football game, uh, Probably like mm, 10 years ago now. Was and it your first and last keg stand? It was my first and last. Okay, good. And um, the best part about it was that it was with, I, I was hanging out, or like we got went to the game with my friend's dad and all of his fraternity buddies who went to school like years ago because these guys are like in their 60s now. And they were the guys who who were encouraging the keg wow. stands like 60 year old like so i guess like you know you can like take the guy out of the fraternity but you can't take the fraternity out of the guy or something i guess like that. so my so goodness i would never like i it was not like a fun experience and i i, I was like drenched and i really don't like the smell of like stale beer Ooh, i don't even gross. like beer <laughs> right this sounds bad all around yeah so mm. yeah first and last and i'm fine with that and instead you know i go on the challenge where like you know People do other crazy shit and I kept hearing binge drink in weird ways. When in the spring, when everyone is in quarantine, and then that's typically when students graduate, and people were lamenting that they weren't going to be able to go to prom and their graduation. And I really do want to emphasize how unimportant those things are. I know that, <sighs> that sounds callous that I'm like right. telling people you're not missing anything. But it's so true. Even you hear child stars say that too. Like, I didn't go to go to prom. Prom sucks. I didn't go to any of those things. Right. I didn't and go to graduation. I didn't go. No, not one little bit. No. I do not. Like, well, I know. I'll tell you what I do know is that I did go to a, uh, uh, like a winter formal and I went to a, like, homecoming when I was a freshman and the dress shopping experience when I was, had an awkward freshman body was miserable. I cried so much. It was like the, the nerves around getting a date was awful. The person that I wanted to go with asked somebody else. I've always like, you know, I ended up, it was just traumatic. Like, it was so traumatic. And like, but then again, like Ren was the prom king. Right. And so he loves it. And so you're asking the wrong people because, like, I, I want to, like, call him and be like, Red, what do you think about prom? Are they missing out? No. But they're not. Yeah. Go to a wedding. It's but way maybe funner. we just had a sh- Oh, yeah. That's it. 
I mean, I'm not encouraging high school students to get married instead, but... Don't have a wedding. Just go to one. Just go to one. Yeah. But maybe not now. Yeah, kids, if you didn't get to go to prom or graduation, don't worry about it. You will get to dance, bad dance moves. And guess what? Now you can go to parties where there's actually booze in the punch bowl that somebody didn't have to sneak in there. Yeah. And also nobody has punch bowls. Yeah. Yeah. Do people have punch bowls? They must. That's like, still that a, thing, a thing, or is that just like on sitcoms? That's absolutely because that seems way, that big of an opening. That seems way too easy to <laughs> that big of an opening to to like spike. I feel like the only stuff. reason that ever came in a punch bowl was to fit the comedy, like the the like. Although they always do that thing where they, you know, how they make the fruit have alcohol in it, and you eat Ooh, it, and you don't like even the sangria. realize. Yeah. I love that. And then trouble's brewing, and then you put a lampshade mm. on your head and call it a day. Well, that sounds like a fun party. I know, man. Maybe, maybe you are missing parties. out. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> um, okay. Let's start with an article I read. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. No. <laughs> what? I want to talk about how ever since you were here the other day, Mm. I cannot get it out of my head that you don't really know what diners, drive-ins, and diets or uh, grocery, guys' grocery games is. Well, I mean, I know Ren needed the explanation on grocery games. Oh, you've seen it? I, I mean, I've seen bits. I haven't, I haven't sat down and appreciated it in the way that I think you me, need me to. Let's put it that way. Sarah and Ren it was were played over. in the background while I was probably at a diner, drive-in, or dive. <laughs> well, I love Guy Fieri, as you guys know, and I was talking about how I can't quit watching it, and I had to give a rundown about what Guy's Grocery Games is, and I was like, oh, it's kind of like Supermarket Sweep meets a cooking competition. The best. And that you guys awesome. seemed interested I'm very interested. I just couldn't accept that you hadn't been familiarized with this popular show. I think it might be because of the um, the the lack of um, access to cable as an adult. Like, no, I've already you don't thought think this so? through. Because you have. What's your theory then? I don't have one because Diners, oh. Drive-ins, and Dives has been on since 2006, and it's on oh. constantly. Even if you're just passing through, you would see it. That's what I'm saying. Like, I definitely have caught it. And I definitely have seen... (laughs) Because also, I feel like I know... I either know someone who had a restaurant on there or I know somebody who loved to go to those restaurants a lot. I feel like I've I've seen... When's the last time you had cable? Oh. Um, Because maybe that's what I'm not clear on. Right. But when I was married, I did. Okay. So, yeah. So I just had recently. no time because I, I was very preoccupied with Real Housewives. My God. Right. She like the she TV show. No time. Not the, right. right. Not the people. No, right. Not All the right. people. Well, mm-hmm. anyway, Even though I lived I in their wanted, neighborhood. I wanted our audience to know that like you really don't aren't familiar with his catalog of television. No, I'm not. But I am I'm quickly running out of Jeopardy episodes. Maybe it's Believe time. Believe it or not. Because I was like, you don't know Triple D or Triple G? Triple D? <laughs> <laughs> Stop it! That is... Suze, I mean... <laughs> this we'll is this. your... You are going to be the old lady. It's like we were talking about in the last episode. You're going to be the old lady who wants to hang out at a, at a D, D, or D. I love diners. I love them. You They're seem delicious. Like that would be. Yeah. You can always count also, on Also, you would be perfect in a, like, that would be a really cute family theme outfit Halloween costume. I know. I told Lincoln I want to go as Guy Fieri. Oh, my God. Well, I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking of you in the little oh. poodle skirt and, like, one is, like, a little, like, like hamburger, <laughs> uh, like, like, a like, sock like, a little, type like, thing. Yeah. But that you. would be even more hilarious if, like, you went as Guy Fieri and I see how I, like, put respect on his name. Thank you. And, uh, you're welcome. And, uh... Then, like, I don't know. They could be, like, the people who work at the restaurant. You know, it's That'd funny. That'd be real funny. I was doing... I wanted to do some research on Guy Fieri, and I found out that his birth name, his Christian name, is Guy Fairy. No! Yes. Oh, but and that it, makes sense that you have to change it. Well, at first I was like, 
oh my god, I can't believe he changed his name just because it was fairy and that's like right. not you can masculine that, yeah. or something. But but the truth is, he changed it back to his, you know, the um, his oh the you know, real because they yeah. anglicized it when they came over here to yeah. fairy, and then he was like, no, we're going fieri. Yes, people respect. Can that. Okay, it's time to commit. Twenty twenty four is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right. Um, so the article I read, I believe it was The Atlantic, but I'm not sure, was about boredom, which I think a lot of people were are dealing with with quarantine and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe just monotony more than anything. Um, yes, that's that's a good word. That's a <clears throat> more appropriate word for it, I feel like. Yeah. So... First of all, they said boredom is fundamentally a desire for desire, which I thought was an interesting... Well, that was actually Tolstoy that said that, but I think that's a good way to put it. It's a weird thing where you're just like, you have nothing to yearn for. Yeah. They were talking about how... That's totally it. Yeah. And how there has to be two components to make something... um, the opposite of boredom, where it needs to be meaningful and engaging. And then they gave examples. So like reading a book to your child, like a little kid's book, is meaningful, but it's not mm. engaging because it's designed for a two-year-old or a three-year-old. Ah, and then uh-huh. doing a puzzle is engaging, but it's not meaningful usually. Right. Um, well, and so... I really like the feeling of completion, which I get. Well... Yeah, I get it. It's a time filler. It's more, bo- yeah. Yeah, it just yeah. keeps your brain cooking, but yeah. then there's like, yeah. and then yeah. you're done yeah. and yeah. who cares? Right. Um, but then they were talking about things that we do when we're bored to combat it. And they said that doodling, which I knew you would love because you're a doodler, yep. doodling is a great way to maintain attention because it does limit boredom, but it doesn't <sighs> take away from your ability to focus on whatever's being said to you. If you're in class or something okay, like that. Okay, this is really interesting. So this is this is like proof that doodling helps you maintain attention. Yeah. Or you're like the, Correct. This makes so much sense. I mean, mm-hmm. I used to get in trouble for that in school. Mm-hmm. And I'm so ADD. I needed to do that to pay attention. Right. Right. Oh, I knew you'd be God. delighted. Um, this was funny to me though. Two thirds. Yeah, why are teachers getting mad at us for the wrong things? I'm mad. <laughs> well, maybe they don't know that it's actually yeah. helping you pay attention. There you go. Well, now, now they know. There now you go. she's pissed. But yeah. two thirds of people would rather shock themselves than just sit in a room for 15 minutes with nothing oh to do. They'd well, rather experience pain than nothingness. I get this. I mean,. Do you think you're uh, among the two-thirds? No, I know I'm not because yeah. I had the experience in... And the only reason that I know that and why it would be okay and I could handle it was mm-hmm. being on the freaking challenge. Totally. And having to do the up all night challenge where it was 16 hours of standing in one place. Yeah. I was going to go fucking crazy. Right. You almost do. And then, you know what? It's weird because you start welcoming, not welcoming, yeah, welcoming any, just any changes physiologically. Like, so even if it is kind of pain, like at least it gives you something different to focus on. Like I remember like my back was hurting and I had to like, you know, move around a bit, but at least it would give me like, okay, 15 minutes, just move around and focus on that. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, that. And we had to stand in place all night on multiple challenges I was on. And that is such a test in... I watched people go crazy. You can watch it. Watch that episode. Oh, you absolutely watch people go nuts uh, on the... 
um, Up All Night Challenge. Um, well, it wasn't called Up All Night on that one. It was the one when we were the final in Namibia where we had to babysit a camel all night long <laughs> and stand in a little like two by two square with our entire team of four and we couldn't even crouch down. Um, uh, Zach totally lost it. Like he started going cuckoo crazy. Like yeah. he started mum- like mumbling things and started just like talking and then started yelling and screaming for no reason. And we were mm-hmm. like, what is happening? And it was like watching somebody almost just go nuts from boredom. Yeah. Well, and I, yeah. in writing a lot of the prisoners that I talked to, boredom is a big problem when you're in jail. Oh my gosh. Look, I didn't even think about, of course. Yeah. And I think about them all the time about how you would really have to have a strong mind to maintain sanity under those circumstances because it can be so boring and um, monotonous. Look at me complaining about standing up on a, all night long on a game show for 16 hours. I well, mean, you're that, innocent. of course. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. And also, I we weren't even able to move outside of a little teeny tiny box. So that kind of restraint, it was like mm-hmm. claustrophobia feeling without like the box. Um, yeah. Just like in like, I don't know, perceived class from whatever you want to yeah. call that. But I was just watching uh, an episode of like my, my favorite part of those uh, Planet Earth shows and like you know our planet and all those are like the very last episodes where it's like how they made it and like the behind the scenes and shooting it all. Mm-hmm. And there were you know those cameramen who. Like there were two or three of them. They built houses, like built these little huts out in like the Siberian forest. And they were out there for like three months. Yeah. And they didn't have anything. They were just in a box in a shed and like filming. And it was so, they must have been four feet by 10 feet. Right. That's a nightmare. And like they they love it. They just, I mean, they must, they choose that as their profession and they, they, it's not like it a prison a sentence. Personality. It must. But I like this suggestion that this article gave about how to combat it. And the suggestion that I recall, I do anyway. And so I was excited that it's like a thing that's like a technique for combating Ooh. boredom. Tell me. Well, you might have even noticed. Well, sometimes when I talk to people and they say something that like is fascinating, but I don't have time right then to really let it rattle around in my brain. So I always say, like, I'm going to think about that later. (laughs) And that's what they say you should do. You should plan what you're going to think about the next time you're bored. And that when you are experiencing boredom, then you can think, oh, I wanted to think about where I want to go on my next vacation or, you know, quantum physics or whatever (sighs) it is that, like, kind of gets your motor running. And then you can occupy your time with something that interests you. Huh, that's interesting. Cause like it's almost there's it 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 you know I feel like there's this this like we always not we or not always either but mindfulness and like the act of being present and in the moment is kind of like seen as this like cure all and like oh if you just like are present and but sometimes in a way it's kind of like meditating on something in the future or meditating on this other. What did it, what did the, the, I think the Dalai Lama called that fixed point meditation mm-hmm. or just pick a thing and right. just think about it. Yeah. And, and just you create can your make list a lot of things progress. to think about. Yeah. And so I actually spend time each day <laughs> going over these things that are bugging me or, or that are yeah. per- perplexing me. And I find it, it's very fun, but maybe, oh, maybe other people should try fun. it. Um, but they were saying how. People like to sort of complain about how stressed they are because it implies importance and um, productivity. Like if you're stressed, it's because you must be important or you're busy with Mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. But people don't really like to admit that they're bored because you know how when you're a kid Mm -hmm. and you say you're bored, then your parents will be like, well, that's because you're not interesting enough or you're boring. You sound like like my mother. (laughs) She and would like, be like, how can thing. you be bored? We have an entire house yeah. full of books, that entire right. wall full of books right. there. But And so I'd be like, okay, I'm okay. good. And she was right. <laughs> she was. But yeah. like, you know, if you are bored, you can admit it. And there's some ideas for how you can combat it. <laughs> 
That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm-mm-mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. What am I even going to be for Halloween? It's going to be a lot. I was going to ask you what you're going to be since I'm going to be Guy Fieri. Who are you going to be? A witch again? You know, I, yep, I'm definitely going to have to do the witch, the witch, which is like day, I kind of like live a month of like dressing like a witch. Mm-hmm. You mean the month of October? Yes. Yeah. And you know, I carry up into November. So it's really much, much like, it's like a season of the witch. There you go. But then I like to like throw in a little like playful ones. Like, you know, Miss Frizzle was last mm-hmm. year. I'm like, you know, going with like the, the frizzy hair, uh, you know, anything that like embraces that. Oh yeah, that, that's so. a good point. Yeah. Well, do you? I'm what is your? What other characters are like that? Is your prediction that know. these bozos are going to keep um, trick or treating, even though? Oh it's my! Not no, you know what idea? I think is going to happen, which I think is already happening, are those um, trunk or treat things. Mm-hmm. So I like think we'll, just we'll come... be replacing it with that. Oh, like out of the I'm trunk t- of your car? Yeah. How that's like that what people are doing now. Well, it doesn't, but I oh. think they were going to replace going house to house, and somehow people will think that that's the solution of like, oh, there you can wear <laughs> right. masks. Just like a different problem. Right. But right. No, I think no, like, nobody should. I don't know. They're going to. You know though. what? Maybe, like, I would. How would I? What are you going to do with Lincoln? What would you, what would you we'll do? We'll just dress up and do fun yeah. stuff, but we're definitely we, not going to. Can we come over? Yeah, you can For come a over. social distance Halloween party? Yeah. We're so good at that. Yeah, and um, luckily in L.A. it'll still be warm, but... Yeah, right. And now I'm thinking, like, what, like, you know how for Easter you hide Easter eggs all over the place? Some yeah. people do. Like, mm-hmm. what about hiding candy like that? Make it, like, Definitely. Hunt. That's that a great like idea. That a fun thing to do. Like, you just got to, like, make it... Because all kids really care about... They don't give a fuck about going door to door. I didn't. And I was also, like, a really, like... I would get nervous and especially oh, around adults anxiety? because like, oh my gosh, hello, you're talking to a child who has like been like victimized by adults in mm-hmm. scary ways and you want me to go door to door where like a <laughs> random man can answer the door and I'm stupid. supposed to like smile and say trick or treat so then he can give me a treat after I've spent my childhood getting the message of don't take candy from strangers, this is very confusing. Yeah. Right. I'm not for it. So I, see your I point. was I was already like nervous about doing that. All I cared about, I cared about two things. Three things. Uh the costume, get like getting dressed up and getting like tons of attention for that because like my well, mom yeah. like always made my costumes awesome and I it was the best. And it was always the parents who gave me the credit. The kids were like, eh, whatever, why are you have bananas on your head? And the parents were like, oh my God, that's an amazing Chiquita banana right. costume. And I, you can't believe it's you're in second grade like dressed that. like that. Right. Like I was underappreciated uh-huh. at my, I, I, you know, right. early age by my peers, second grade. I didn't know um, that the kids don't really care about the door to door thing. I well, I didn't. Did. Huh. Uh, ask Lincoln if what he thought about that. I cared about the costume. I cared about getting candy, like getting slash eating it, like that I want to get it and mm-hmm. lots of it and I want to eat it. And I cared about sorting it and organizing it. Yeah, that's the fun bit. That's it. I don't need other people. I don't need door to door. I don't need like, st- and then like, yeah, just give me the stuff I want. And like, don't give me, give me raisins. Stuff. Give me the good stuff. My parents would know what I want. Keep the change, you filthy animal. I don't know why that just came into my head. Um, All right, well, we'll see what happens. I I wonder if this is going to be a controversial opinion. Yeah, I wonder too. 
I think this, a does lot it of seem people like, like you be like like that something that you think I would like, and you're surprised that I don't like trick or treating, that like the door to door aspect. Yeah, because then you have a new audience at each house, which I know you love an audience. I do love an audience, but I don't like like for like I want to perform my own material, not the trick or treat. Like for I don't know, it felt like okay. I don't like when they were like say that, say that. I don't know. It felt very much like I was. I never liked to do that. I would always make my brother say it. Say it. Say the Trick thing. or treat? Yeah, that I got really nervous saying, doing that. Huh. All right. Yeah. Well, I we'll like see. performing to a crowd, but not to individuals. We'll do like yes. a poll and find out if people share your Halloween feelings. Yes. Yes. Let's talk about mm. spicy food. Oh, so, yes. I love spicy food. And so, you know how uh, they. No, 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 no. Saying that you love spicy food is not doing your relationship with spicy food justice. (laughs) It's an abusive relationship. I'm sure it is on your intestines. You, (laughs) like, you are lined like, I don't know, like, like, whatever they line Marie Curie's, the journal, the box (laughs) that holds her journals, that's what the inside of your esophagus and stomach must be lined with. Because there's one time we went to the fair Mm-hmm. And we were taste testing these peppers that they had. Mm-hmm. And I, all I did was like, I think I just smelt it <laughs> and smelled it. Smelled? Yes. Smelled the pepper and my eyes were watering and I could just sense it was hot. Susie was like, <laughs> what's the problem? I don't <laughs> even get it. It's not even hot. I was like, I, oh yeah, my you God, can't you're, trust a, you're me. an animal. If I say something's not spicy, I have learned Lies. that that is not... Well, it's not a lie. It's just my... <laughs> I'm not a good judge because for me, it's not. Yes. Yes. And uh, I was reading about how... You know how they have the test. I think it's called Scoville. I think yes. that's how you pronounce it. It yes. determines the spicy level of things like hot sauce and peppers and... There, I think people breed their peppers to be spicier and spicier. So every year there's usually like a new one that's uh, oh ranked God. as the spiciest. Yeah, like those ghost peppers and shit. Yeah. And um, I don't know why they keep doing it because now they're at the point where you can't even eat them. Right. Because the one is 2 million on a Scoville. Oh my God. 2 million. And what I think is that a jalapeno? I think it's 2,000 for jalapeno. Oh, so you my, can imagine. Oh what my god! No, 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 yeah. no. So like, didn't we read that story about somebody who like people can like almost die for sure? Oh, for Pete's sake! Yeah, because this one guy was eating something that was real spicy. It was, I think it had habaneros in it or something. But he was having ha- hallucinations. Like they, could, you can oh kind of lose god. your marbles. Well, I would imagine because doesn't it like raise your temperature in ways? Like for sure. So when I was little, I would get really bad fevers that would cause me to hallucinate. So yeah, for real, it was awful. It was like a, ugh. but yeah, the worst, but I can totally see when like your brain and that's what like the doctor said, he said like the, when the brain gets too hot, it can like cause hallucinations. And so that's probably what's happening. The weird thing is it does not damage your taste buds at all. So even if it hurts like heck, your taste buds can't be wounded through the heat of a pepper. That makes sense. It's like protective. Like you need those taste buds too. I guess so. But you mean, I, you eat one piece of pizza that's too hot and you get green burn on the roof of your mouth. That lasts like a week. Oh gosh. That's the worst. And then the worst is when like the, you get like, oh my gosh, that scab. And then you like move your tongue and it like like all comes off. (laughs) Oh my God. And then it's like the, I hate Oh, that's the worst. Yeah, I and like I am burn. like, I am, I currently have a massive burn on my arm from being, um, like, like, it's like the older I get, the, the, the more resistant I am to using a, a spatula or kit. Like, I'm just like, no, I'll just try to flip with my hand. What the heck? Well, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm just being lazy. It must be. I'm like rushing. I was making a, we were making at home crunch wraps and, <laughs> oh my uh, God. I was you like trying to, spatula. I was trying to like flip it. With my, I, I don't know what I was doing, but well, yeah, so. What makes a life a good one? 
Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Okay. Um, uh, just to finish about the peppers, uh, one thing that I wanted clarification on that Smithsonian Magazine did not supply, and now I'm going to hope mm-hmm. Sarah will. Oh, right, because if they don't know, I sure will. You might. Well, I think you would have a theory. I, as I always do. It was saying that it, people in Asian cultures mm-hmm. where chili heat has been considered one of the six core tastes for thousands mm-hmm. of years, they prefer what this article called a sharp heat that feels like pinpricks but dissipates quickly, while Americans... On the other hand, like a flat, sustained heat that feels almost like it's been painted on with a brush. Can you Mm. give me examples of those? Because I couldn't figure it out. You know, there is a spice difference, I feel like, between like a spicy barbecue or like spicy on... Think about spicy chicken wings. Right. That's what I said to Adam. Do they mean and, wings? <laughs> yeah. Think that's what I go for. I like think about like spicy buffalo wings and that kind of flavor compared to Thai spicy. Thai spicy is very sharp. You think? I see that. Yeah. It's like I get that that I really it's weird. I understand that that cuz I was like, "What?" Spicy food gives pinpricks but dissipates quickly versus yeah, something Thai, that's Yeah, I totally on. feel like those Thai chili peppers, like Thai peppers do that. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Hmm. I mean, I think. So what would you put jalapeno in? What category? In the one that's not, that's painted on more. Versus what? A Thai chili. A Thai chili. Huh. Okay. Yeah, like bell peppers, the jalapeno, um, and uh, uh, Anaheim chili. Is that one? Something like that. Um, Like more of those, like hatch chilies. The ones that are like the... And then when they start getting really small, like the Thai peppers. Yeah. Those ones I feel like are more of that... I like them all. ...sharp taste. Yeah, you sure do. Painted on, pinprick, I don't care. I want it. It's like bring on the pain. The only time I don't feel that way is when it's coming out. I that's my question. It's yeah. like do is it just like a you're you're willing to put up with yeah. the a big risk, big reward or whatever like Well, like, hurts so good. Hurts so good. That's really Truly. That's more. It, I was intrigued cuz it said that the same receptor, I don't know if they meant in your brain or in your tongue, but the same receptor that thinks coffee is hot, like temperature-wise, registers that a pipe a pepper is spicy, and that's why we call both things hot. Oh my god, I love that. I know. Yeah, and I think that's in your brain. Okay, so the thing in your brain that's like, oh, this coffee's hot, because they're saying like the re- that's like the receptor that's like receiving that in piece of information and and translating that message, and okay. that takes place in the brain. I would imagine that that is what that means mm. but fucking a maybe i'm wrong what do i know what the hell do we know i'm sure we'll get hell? emails about it i'm sure they're like eh, you're wrong but you actually know. actually like <laughs> actually okay wait i also um i watched this little short documentary on new yorker's website that was about people that raise their kid gender neutral you know oh, and yeah. don't reveal the sex of the child and whatever and I wonder what your thoughts are on that. I assume you're fine with it and pro yeah, I'm fine or whatever. With okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. whenever you meet these people and you might say, how old is she or how old is he referring to their child? And then they say they are mm-hmm. whatever age. You're into it. Yeah, I'm into it um, if if it doesn't become the like the theme of their, like, 
upbringing. Like if this is if it if it's like everywhere they go, they're saying, well, we call them they because da 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 da. I think they would have to do that because everyone will be referring to them by he or she pronouns. So they're mm. constantly going to have to correct people. That's what they kept showing in the film too. Is like mm. when they would be out in public. But at the then park it kind of gives. I feel like it gives the child a. It makes them think that they're different or other. Well, yeah. I'm not big on that. It's kind of complicated. It's really complicated. Like, I'm all for... I think it was... You had talked a a while back about a school, I want to say in Sweden, where they didn't enforce any sort of gender stereotypes. Yeah, I like that. And I'm all for that, where the play Mm -hmm. is just completely... Uh, you know, unstructured and free form and, and natural and, you know, but I don't, I think if you, anytime you repress or discourage or, or, or say, stop that, don't do that. It's, it's the, we don't know what the, I don't know. That's freaking complicated. When I, when watching it, it seemed to me that the main issue comes down to a limitation with regard to, to language because we have he, she, and then right. they, but we also use they as the collective right. pronoun for a group of people. Um, I just wish there were yeah. an actual pronoun that isn't used for anything else that's just a gender-neutral one for a singular person. <sighs> Because that seems to be what trips people up. Even though we all do it all the time, if we don't know the gender of someone, we say they. Um, yeah. You know, new words are introduced all the time. It's a crazy, or maybe not so crazy, idea that, like, is it a crazy idea? I should pose that as a question. To think that, like, we can come up with a new word for that? Well, it's not crazy. It would be difficult because people yeah, don't like Yeah, and especially change. because uh, I feel like he, she, they, they're such short, you know, to like... Well, and it's so easy embedded. to say. It's, it's, yeah. It is so embedded in every aspect of culture. That's another part of the problem. Oh, is yeah, that right. To undo this thing that is so entrenched in how we live our lives is an uphill battle. Right. Um, I don't, I just, I want to talk to the kid 10 years later. Not because I think this has anything to do with their identity or anything to do with how they would like, like, you know, I don't, I think at all that like raising a child like this makes them like, um, I don't know identify less as a man or less as a woman or anything like that i i don't see it like that that it's like no it's not know, in the same way right uh-uh. i would i feel more like i want to know if the kid felt like i don't know he was able to he i don't even know if, it's they, he, if they right. were able yeah. to be their authentic like how they felt with I don't know. It's interesting. I bet you it's a case where the only issues that child would have are just because of societal structures that I'm talking about that are just entrenched that make them different as a result. But I think the ability to express however comes naturally is great. And the only problems are... The ability to express however... Yeah. Yeah. But if you go to school and that, you know, there's going to be some things... But right. that's a society problem, not mm-hmm. your parents are right. church. And you problem. know what? Right, because it's just a, and this one is a little obviously not a little, a lot more complex and sensitive or whatever. But I grew up in a house that had very different beliefs than a lot of other yeah. families about food, about religion, about you know people and whatever. And I remember, like, especially, like, a silly one, but around food, like, so many times my mom was like, well, that family does it that way and we do it this way. And, you know, this is just how we do it. And I know you, you know, she had to explain a lot and I didn't understand. And it did make me feel like, why can't I have that? Why can't I just be like, you know, why can't we just be a normal family? 
Well, right. let me tell you why they're wrong. I mean, it really is true. Because it is, um, but they're trying to mitigate the right. influence of gender on their child. Yeah. And, but the, the parents will know what genitals the child has. Mm -hmm. So you Mm -hmm. can't avoid it entirely because Mm -hmm. the one parent was saying how, as soon as you say, oh, it's a boy or it's a girl, behavior is influenced. So a person will take a lower register with boys and roughhouse them and handle Uh them Uh differently. Those are all problems. Right. um, Absolutely. That do inform your expression of gender as you age. But yeah. I don't know what the solution is, and I'm not so sure theirs is the perfect one, but whatever right. works for each family. Whatever. Well, and then I think, like, in the learning your parts, you know, like when, yeah, this yeah. is, I think it's so important to have a child be able to say, this is a penis, especially if there's a situation where, you know, someone violates them. True, yeah. They have to be able to say, this is, I don't know. I don't like know their parts. You can't just not talk about it. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know, I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are, too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Moving on. Oh, okay. Let me ask you this. You know the animal, I'm going to spell it so you can tell me how you pronounce it. The animal E-M-U. An emu. Say it again. Emu. Okay. So... I've always said Unless it, I'm pronouncing it wrong. No, you're pronouncing it right, or I should say as, like, Australian people say it, and they're, that's where they are. Um, <laughs> and apparently NPR decided to allow their journalists to pronounce it in the American way, which is how I say it, which is emu, like, like a cow, emu. And yeah. I never knew there was a debate about it. I've never heard uh, it. I didn't either. Typically. And I, the way you're sounding, saying it sounds so wrong to me. Well, I, I think like, it is wrong. What word are you even saying? No, that, like, that's correct. Like, you're right. And people are mad that NPR is allowing the, yeah. the, the, quote, mispronunciation of it. But in this particular article, it was talking about how the words that have that U sound. Yeah. We're all meant to be with that mu kind of way. And they even, in fact, used the example of my name. <gasps> what? Suzy? Well, how the heck are we supposed to be saying this? There's a little bit. There was supposed to be like a Y sound, like Suzy. Suzy. Oh, get Susan. out. I Susan. didn't know this. Susan. I did this. How? How? <laughs> how? 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 Right? Wait. Hang on. Yeah. Hang on. Yeah. Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. Yeah. Um, I need some other examples of words that... Okay, because well, I feel like it makes sense when the U is at the end, I can see this. Like a, oh. a GNU, a EMU. Okay, GNU. let me find some more examples in this um, article. So milieu. Well, um, yeah, yeah, that one I get. Well, okay, wait, let I me am. see. I'm, I've opened the article. Um, okay. Huh. Let me find because uh, oh, okay. So the word, um, the word nude, used to be more nude. like nude, and now we oh just my say gosh. nude. That like sounds noodle. that sounds gross. Which one? 
with the Y. <laughs> Nude. Nude. Ew. Yeah, it says even the name Susan was pronounced Susan. Nope, I don't like it. And like a business suit was called a suit. Nope, I don't like it. And then it says, while the sound after an M have generally <laughs> survived longer, and that's why we say the word mute <gasps> properly. Oh, still. how else would we say it? Susie, moot. Moot. Oh, a yeah. mo- oh. Isn't this fun? It sure is. <laughs> Because sure. everything you say, I'm like, oh, oh. oh. right. Cause okay. Emu and mute uh-huh. have the M in there. And I guess yeah. they survive longer, but other words, they kind of disappear. Here's one that I, I take like, that always makes me like, I know it's right, but I'm like, oh, for Pete's sake. But the, when people pronounce human, human. <gasps> yes. The H is silent, like, and in a lot of letters, like the H that I've heard that this is a thing that it, you can choose to have the H silent when it's at the beginning of a letter or of a word. And I'm like, and, and oh my gosh, I'm not it's into just it. Like, me either. And, and like even, very, very brainy people do that. And like, I'm always like, oh I don't God, know though. Cause I human. see, I see a lot of pushback whenever anyone does like an historic event scholars will uh, be like no stop it with that bullshit i almost yes, think it's that's people it. trying that's when they to do sound. it an historic event i'm like oh god a history mm-hmm. an historic event like that sounds weird <laughs> right what is this my fair lady cool right. Eliza. A- an historic <laughs> event <laughs> That's exactly it. Oh my god, I'm dying. Oh, that's so, funny. That one annoys me. Yep. You were right about emu. I clearly haven't been around enough emus because I was saying it wrong. Huh? Um Yeah. Maybe we should do a poll. How do you pronounce it's it? It's like emu I don't even emu. I I I've never even heard anybody say emu. I'm sure it it's just trashy so people funny. like me. Oh, pfft. no, I mean, seriously, have, like, like if you're fast ra- and I like, didn't even notice. <laughs> no, like if you're raised in like maybe a lower income family like I was, maybe we, we say yeah, words you like that. You didn't have a lot of as- access to emus or emus. Uh-uh. Either. But you know I did say have, emu, emu. I did have access to a Susan and I sure didn't know. <laughs> right. That, oh, no you know what else cracks that. me up? And this is just because I've been like watching it like crazy. And then Ren showed me a like a montage, like clip, uh, not montage, but like clip, all these clips of, uh, what do you even call that? When clips are all together? I do call it a montage. I call it a montage too. Is that the word for it? I think it is. Okay, we're going to go with that. He showed me this montage of uh, uh, Alex Trebek pronouncing genre. <laughs> oh my God. Guys. I'm going to send this to you. You're going to, it's so funny. I'm definitely posting this. this is How does he pronounce but, it? Genre. <laughs> genre. Why do you think he does that? Because he's Canadian. It's got to be the correct pronunciation because he always is big on, like he's big on that. Yeah. And he does pronounce things. He would definitely say emu. Does that annoy you at all when you're watching Jeopardy? What, his pronunciation? No, because I feel like it's like he's got respect for like, like, you know, you got to pronounce it right. You got to. There's a fine line between respect and like pomposity. (laughs) He, he does. He has earned it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah we can't say anything he's like bad the about quiz bowl master so like no, he's a legend you know. he's an icon yeah for sure and i tell i think i've told ren this story like 10 times that uh every time this category comes up and i'll tell all you guys that when Susie and i went to jeopardy mm-hmm. uh she asked because they Lewis. shout out to emily yes who by the way i saw on her jeopardy it was fun to watch you again emily um and you did so great uh and um, Susie asked, cause they were like, does anybody in the audience have any questions? And Susie was at, raised her hand and said, uh, yes, Alex, uh, what is your favorite potent potable? <laughs> and that was the best way to ask. And I don't think anybody's done anything as cute or as clever. And I just have to know if like any, like there's no way anybody else has asked him that adorable question. You don't think? I don't think. I think you're, I think that's. Or do you think Jeopardy people, like, yes. I don't know. Yes. You, you think they would? Yeah, because that's such a famous category. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. Do you remember what his really answers good. were? He had Chardonnay. Two, two an- <laughs> and 
and two uh, percent milk. Two percent milk. <laughs> that's the potent potable. I was like, wow, that's specific and weird. Yes. Oh, this. Speaking of potent potables, Ren and I were going back and forth on this word. Um, potable. It's potable, or is it potable? Pot. I always said potable, but I, what do pot- I know? I but said then, emu. like when, because then we were like potable, like that. It's like kind of like when. Like you could put it in a pot and you can boil it, like, but then you can't. No, it, like it's potable. Yeah, because that means it's you can drink it, right? I pronounced that potable for a long time, and that's why I objected to his two percent milk thing because potent potables means alcohol. alcohol. Yeah, maybe he's but maybe he's being it. clever. Maybe he's like two percent milk. I'm you know, sure like, glad he said it though. Like zero percent would be like I don't know. He's like not oh, like skim it's 2%. milk. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> He was so specific, and he wasn't thrown at all, so that made me think other people had asked him. Oh, maybe. Or maybe he's never thrown. You know what I like that he does? This is now just going to become a, like... Standing. uh, Standing for Alex (laughs) Trebek. He will bail out the, like, help out the... when You know when they ask him the questions and... Like right after the first commercial break, they'll come back and they're like, yeah. you know, ask the, the, for like anecdote. interview for a bit, for a little mm-hmm. anecdote. And anytime the story gets too long or you could see that they're, they're struggling yep. or they're getting nervous, he always helps them out and he's so good. I feel like he's like you in that way. You're oh, like, thank I got you. you. Yes. You're very, you're like Cause that. Cause that is and the sign like, of a good host who's like, aware, yeah, yeah. I yeah, like so that. he's great, and I just love him, and that's it. Hey, <laughs> you know, just some food for thought. Maybe you could go as Alex for Halloween. <gasps> oh, my gosh. And Something like, to think about. Or like, yeah, and like, I'm trying to think of how to make it a couple's costume. And then be a contestant, a buzzer, a question. <laughs> couple's costume. <laughs> the mustache, right, right. the, you know, I could Good go point. as a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> that's great i don't know i don't know how we could do it and you know since he doesn't have it anymore like maybe i don't know oh we'll have right to think about he this. shaved it but people think of him with one still right so you know that's funny he's yeah. he's uh, he's another quote-unquote national treasure who's canadian mm. oh yeah why see that's the real thing all of our national treasures are just they're not american that's why. who's else who else is on your list shania twain and justin beeps well, remember last time Pamela we talked Anderson? about Keanu Reeves, and then it turned oh, out he my was gosh. Canadian. He's Canadian? Oh, well. Yeah, and I was like, of course he is. He is. Oh, my God. Yeah, we love... You know what? We love Canadians, and uh, clearly, <laughs> Canadians love us. They've also been... They've so. always been a very big... Um, I went to Vancouver once. Oh, my gosh. People were so nice there, and I... It was like the the seasons of the challenge were airing like one year behind... So oh. it was like a season where like I, I, it, I wasn't You're on big in, in Canada. In US. Yeah. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, people here are the best. They are. And they are clearly. So there you go. They're so civilized and nice. And then when you say that, they're always like, no, we have our problems too. And I'm like, see, this is what I'm talking about. We never yeah. admit our problems. <laughs> no, we're like, we're the, we're the best. Get out of here. No. Yeah, they, right. They really are. Yeah. USA. The only thing, I'll just joke. The only thing we're number one in is obesity. Oh. Don't get God. me started. I'm mad about right. it. Not the obesity. Yeah. I'm just mad at America. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Last thing before we go. Um, do you want to hear about outdoor comedy, black kitchens, oh. or the theft of Munch's screen painting? Oh, my God. All of those are fascinating. <gasps> oh, gosh. I'm going to go with... Um, Black kitchens. Okay. So you know how black kitchens are in style right now? Like the color. Yeah. Obviously. Yes. Yeah. And there was this article in uh, Architectural Digest. And you're talking to somebody who just painted their bedroom wall black. Yeah. Don't I know it? Yes. And they were trying to explain why black kitchens have become popular. And Mm. their explanation is different what I think. So I'm going to tell you oh. what theirs is. No, no. They, first tell me what yours is. Well, my my belief is that... It, you remember in um, Freakonomics when they talked about how rich people will start name baby name trends and it let's say mm. you name your daughter Tiffany and you're rich, then eventually yeah. it becomes something that lower income people do and then the rich people stop doing it. Uh-huh. So I think it's a similar thing where everyone started getting white kitchens. Everything is white. White, white, mm-hmm. white. 
and sterile. And then rich people were like, nope, we can't have that anymore. We have to do the opposite. So that's uh-huh. my theory and why they're popular again or now. And their theory was that consumers are awash in smart technology and they're craving tactile experiences and fine craftsmanship. And they call it the Downton Abbey effect. I can see this. What's Downton Abbey got to do with um, uh, I, I that, mean, Like, I can understand because of the the time period and almost more of the the like like I picture um and I get what they mean by texture like I picture a wall where you've added um like wood framing what do they mm. even call those almost like you you can like create a pattern with wood what do you, oh my god! I wish I wa- I literally watched videos of this till like two o'clock in the morning on like a DIY like home, I don't doubt and that. I totally know exactly what like this is referring to. Where it's like a lot of layers. Where okay, mm-hmm. so you know you have your regular wall, and then you have the wall that has um, you know like uh, some molding and some uh, what is the thing at the top? Molding and well, crown molding. Oh, crown molding. Thank yeah. you. Crown molding and like beadboard or whatever. And then they, you can get even, you can like take it up a notch to where you have like the, you know, like the borders or the frames or, yeah. you know, there's more texture. It's like the walls themselves are like layered in different like wood that give it a three-dimensional design. I like, you know, can imagine. And mm-hmm. they're always black. And there are always these like dark colors and it really makes it pop and it's really beautiful. And like, you know, I think it's funny though, that I think you picked this category thinking I was talking about black people. I absolutely did. And now I feel bad. <laughs> that you oh, got no. Cause this. I was like, yeah, let's totally talk about like black black kitchens. kitchens. Like, like, yep. We're right, going to like, cause I bet that would be interesting too. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, some of my favorite places, like uh, some of my favorite restaurants, right? black-owned restaurants in the area. I know diners, drive-ins, and dives. When it's yeah, like a shout black-owned... out to this, ch- shout out to the jerk right? spot in Culver City, the best jerk chicken ever. Jerk spot, yes, the best. And they were saying that dark colors conjure cast iron, slate, and black marble, yes, and evokes yes. the look of kitchens before they were streamlined in the 1930s. Yes. So there you it, go. They, to me, it feels luxurious. Like, I agree. And I, to- I totally know that. That you can bring out more texture. And I was thinking that you were going to go the route of like somehow it photographed better or it was able oh. to be like a contrast to like, you know, I, I don't, don't know, know though, because food. you see so many white kitchens still on Instagram and stuff. Yeah, they're gorgeous. They're very pretty, but I do feel like they're so ubiquitous now that rich people are like, we have to do dark and moody. Yeah, it's always I like decide, a reaction. So every single thing in our house is black or white. That's good. I like that. It's It's classic. We went with both. Yep. All right. That's all for now. Let's wind down. (sighs) Wind it. Wind it. We talked about Sarah doing keg stands. Yeah. That that I'm done with. (laughs) R.I.P. Sarah's keg stand days. We talked about spiciness and Susie's ring sting when it comes out. We stand uh, Alex Trebek and Guy Fieri. We really did. Mm-hmm. Two white Hardcore. men we love. Yeah, right? We're okay with that. We learned about the science of boredom. Mm-hmm, we did. Not, nobody's bored on this episode, that's for sure. Gender neutrality. Uh-huh. The debate about that, we don't even know. <laughs> Who knows? What's going to happen? Mark. Question mark. We're fine with it. Do you yeah. do you. You do you. Theme. And black kitchens. And, uh, yeah. And now, I like, I'm thinking, you know, because, like, I feel like I want to like, I'm going to get some property one of these days. And I, now I'm like definitely leaning towards like a black kitchen. Definitely like black cabinetry in the bathroom. Okay. She's got plans, everybody. Just don't go with the black countertop. As a current owner of one, you can see every single thing and splash of water. And my kitchen was 100% designed by a man. We, Ren and I talk about this all the time, that it is so obvious that our layout in our house was designed by a guy because it's like sleek and but none of it is functional and like <laughs> we're like this is why you need women designers yeah fuck he that says guy. it i say it we all say it yes the end all right friends don't forget to leave us a five-star review and subscribe we love you yes love you so much and we'll see you next time bye, bye.
save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home, yes, cool, or attending one live, no! you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com/internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the US to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement, other restrictions apply.